Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers Web Zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian. All right, thank you to Mike Sando for his time. That was awesome. Love talking Hall of Fame with a Hall of Fame voter. And so we're going to shift gears and uh, and preview this game uh, on Saturday. It is the third time the 49ers have faced the Seahawks this season. And there are plenty of 49er fans who are worried. And I am not one of them. I think that the 49ers are absolutely going to kick the shit out of the Seahawks on Saturday. That is what I believe. That is what I'm sticking with. Uh, Zane, I'm going to give it to you, man. Cause I know that you are, you are a little bit, uh, a little bit concerned. So uh, let's, let's start there. What are your concerns? Call it scars from the past. Call it a lot of emotional damage that's happened at the hands of Seattle. Call it whatever you want, but I just, they're Pete Carroll coach team and Pete Carroll gets his guys up to play specifically against the 49ers. Right. And we know every time they play, even in the regular season, it's going to be a dogfight. over this, this last great winning streak that they've had that will continue by the way, spoiler, it's going to continue. The lowest point output has been against Seattle in Seattle. Now I know it was on a short week and I know that Brock was hurt and I know that they should have had a pick six that was taken off the board. But that being said, the Seahawks have played them arguably the toughest. You could say the Raiders did, but after that, the Seahawks played them the toughest. It wasn't a game that was really ever in doubt. So I do want to say it's on a curve, but Pete Carroll gets his guys up to play. And the whole statistic of it's been floating around on Twitter all day today where the home team is what 12 and six uh, when they've swept the season series. And then the home game is in uh, the playoffs is, is, is played at home for that team that swept. They are 12 and six. So history is on the 49ers side. But I, I, every time the 49ers play Seattle, some dumb shit happens where you have a weird bounce, poor officiating, just lucky breaks going Seattle. They injured, Trey got injured against the Seahawks, right? Like just stupid stuff happens when you play this team 
it more so happens more so in Seattle, but at least this one's here. It's raining on the weekend. It's going to be a monsoon. That's going to be an equalizer. Like if this was played on a dry field, yeah, the 49ers are going to, they're going to win. But there's so much stuff that we've seen in the past from Pete Carroll and the Seahawks to make us feel, I guess, in doubt about this game. There's, there's too much that I've seen in the past. So do I think they're going to win? Yeah, obviously. Right. But do I think it's going to be closer than it should be? Yes. Is the rain going to be that bad? I was going to say, yeah. I, I was going to say somebody posted, somebody posted today that the current weather outlook for Saturday is 0.6 inches of rain. And most of that coming in the morning before noon and the, and the rain currently is scheduled to trail off by about 12 PM and kickoff is one 30. So I, I, that is my one concern. I will say that. That is my one concern, but it does look like it might not be as bad as we initially thought. But obviously weather is, you know, capricious and can change in an instant. So uh, that I, I agree with you there, Zane. That is that is my one concern. Yeah, that would worry me just because of the fluky aspect of that. You can get a fumble. They could get up quick because of that. That that worries me a little bit. I think if it's on a level playing field, I, I think I agree with Ryan. I think the Niners are pretty good shape here. I think the Niners are rolling. If you look at the Seahawks season, have they played better than everybody expected? Absolutely. I thought they were going to win like four games this year and they deserve a ton of credit. Pete Carroll deserves a ton of credit. Geno Smith deserves a ton of credit for resurrecting his career. Um, I like Kenneth Walker a lot. They drafted some really good rookies along the way. But when I look at the, who the Seahawks have beat this year, I mean, four of their nine wins were against the Rams and the Cardinals right? That's four and nine. They beat the Broncos in week one on a game where the Broncos, how many times they fumble in the end zone? Three? Two. Oh my goodness. They beat a Lions team that wasn't the Lions team we saw at the end of the season. They beat the Cardinals. They beat a really beat up Chargers team. They beat the Giants to our playoff team. Uh, they beat the Cardinals again, and then they lost to the Bucks in week 10, and that's when the wheels started to come off. They lost to the Bucks. They lost to the Raiders. Then they beat the Rams. Lost to the Panthers, lost to the Niners, lost to the Chiefs, beat a Jets team with no offense whatsoever, and then beat a Rams against Baker Mayfield. So it's not like barely. Mm -hmm. Last part of the season, they have not been good. They finished the season three and five, and and they have not looked very good. They looked very ordinary. And the game on a Thursday night, it was, yeah, it was closer. The Niners only scored 21, and the Seahawks came back at the end, and it was maybe closer than it should have been. But it was very much a Thursday night game. Like, the Niners were the road team, and I feel like they played like they were playing on a Thursday. Not that that's an excuse. You still got to play the game, but I really felt that way. So I feel confident in this game. The Seahawks have only scored 13 offensive points against the Niners in two games. Geno's pretty much, you know, it's not like he's super mobile out there, so I think they're going to be able to get their pressure, and I think they're going to be able to stop Walker and then force Geno to, to throw the ball. And he threw some really bad picks and almost picks against the Rams in this last week in a big game that they needed. I thought he – he made he made some pretty poor throws in that game. So if he does that against the Niners, it's it's not going to be good. I really feel very confident in this game, assuming there's not a monsoon or something like that, that I think the Niners are going to win this pretty easily. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, 
so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yeah, I think that... Go ahead. Go ahead, Zach. Yeah, I think that what they can't do is get down early like they have against the Raiders and the Cardinals. Like you can't you can't give up that early, early cheap touchdown on on like a fluke play or like a kick return or a, you know, whatever it may be. You can't get down early. Now that's not to say that they can't come back from that, but look, I want this as easy as possible, right? I want to blow out, right? I don't want stress in the first week. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was thinking about it today before we did the show, and this this could be the last season of show that we do. It's not going to be, but it could be, right? And I'm not ready for this mm. to end. I'm not ready for the season to end. And I don't think it will. Like this, everything logically tells me that the Niners, they're better in every facet, right? This is not like the Rams last year where they swept them and they played them. The, the Niners and the Rams were much more evenly matched than they seemed last year, even though the Niners swept them in, during the season. These teams are complete polar opposites with the with the exception being that they both have pretty good running games, right? Seattle's top 10, Niners have, have are, are top five. But that being said, the, the Seahawks defense is atrocious against the run. They're terrible. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be – the Niners have their entire stable of running backs back. Eli Mitchell was fantastic last week. Christian McCaffrey's all-world. You've got Jordan Mason, who's been fantastic as well, and his, and his spot duty, the closer. And you've got uh, – you, you, you've really got – like, use check as well out there too. So this is going to be – I think it'll be a completely different game when they play it. Just leading up to it, the anxiety and the, the anticipation is really just – I feel like it's getting the best of me, really. Yeah, I was going to say – you know, we're talking about a, a Seahawks team that in week 18 at home against the Baker Mayfield led Rams who didn't have Aaron Donald had to go to overtime mm-hmm. to beat that team. Like they're not playing good football. They're playing OK football. And you're right. Both teams have good running games. Seattle top 10, 49ers top five. The, and as you said, the difference being the 49ers have the best run defense in the NFL. So that neutralizes what Seattle does best. And, you know, for, for all the, you know, the, the, the pearl clutching of, you know, Brock Purdy's never played in the playoffs. You know how many snaps Geno Smith has played in the playoffs as a starting quarterback? Zero, zero. Right. So Geno Smith is in the same, is in the same boat and he's going against a much more difficult defense than Brock Purdy is. And so again, that game on Thursday night, the 49ers played like it was a Thursday night game. And, and I said this last episode and that game never felt like the, the Seahawks had any chance of, of, of a victory. And I understand what the final score was. It still never felt like it was in doubt. And then in week two, was it 27 to seven? And that seven was a special teams touchdown. Mm-hmm. So the one, the one area that Seattle has, an advantage in against San Francisco is special teams. So that is where I would expect to see some kind of trickery, right? Some kind of Pete Carroll, you know, gum chomping bullshit on special teams. <laughs> that is, that is what I expect. Gum chomping bullshit. Yeah. Can we just touch that? that? I mean, I love that. <laughs> outside just- of that, I'm not scared at all. I'm not scared at all. I have zero <laughs> fear. I have, full confidence 
It's just <laughs> I'm 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 ready for I'm ready for next week. Editors, can we clip that and put that post that please when it's when this is done? That's fantastic. That's so gum chop. I love it. <laughs> Pete Carroll and his gum chopping bullshit. So Absolutely remember remember the game last year uh, where they played in Seattle and the Niners were dominating that game too, and it flipped on a on yeah. a fake punt, a 75 yard yeah. fake punt for a touchdown, and that's where the game flipped. So. Yeah. The thing is that you cannot let them hang around. You cannot let Seattle hang around. They will pester you. They, the, the, the thing that I'm worried about here is the Niners defense in the last couple of weeks has been giving up big plays, although it's only really one big play last week against, against the Cardinals, but they've been giving up some big plays and Lenore, Lenore has been, he's been okay, but he's had, he, he had a shaky time against the Raiders. He's really shaky. And you've got two big play receivers and Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, right? Although Lockett, you could argue is not what he once was. But you got two big big play receivers there, and I'm I'm I can almost guarantee you that they're going to be going after Demo all day because Mooney is is locked down on the other side, and they'll be hoping that Hafunga is over aggressive and bites on that. So to counteract that, maybe you you Hafunga has been playing a lot in the box lately because Greenlaw has been hurt and they need that extra body there. But Greenlaw is coming back, right? He's gonna he's gonna play. So maybe that'll allow Hufanga to stay back a little bit more and, and play his natural position a little bit more. So I don't know. That's that's those are some of the things that are kind of concerning me. So I was looking at the Seahawks run defense. They've given up 144 yards or more on the ground 11 times this season. They've given up over 200 yards three times. The Panthers wow. ran for 223. The Saints ran for 235. And the Raiders ran for 283 on them. So they definitely have struggled against the run. And yeah. Isn't that just insane? And you know Shanahan's going to take full advantage of that against the Saints because I'm kind of like, how the hell did the Saints put that up on them? Kamara ran for Buck 103, and Taysom Hill ran for 112 yards on them with a 60-yard run. So they've definitely struggled in that regard. And I think Kyle is going to be able to exploit that. And I think maybe I'll be wrong here, but the, this was the first game really in Week 18 that I think. Gino really played a must-win game in his career. That was probably the argue the biggest game of his career. He wins, and then with the Green Bay loss, they were in the playoffs. He made a lot of really bad throws. He forced a lot of balls, and I, I expect kind of the same thing in this game. Like it's, it's it's the biggest game of his career. He's facing this defense that takes the ball away, that puts pressure on the quarterback. I think he's going to struggle. I do, and I think Shanahan is going to take full um, advantage of that defense. And as long as they're not in a monsoon where they can't move the ball, I, I, I think this is going to be, this is going to be, I don't want to say, I'm never going to say an easy game because you know me, I always think the worst that can happen, but it would take some pretty fluky stuff or just an outright horrible day for the Niners to lose this game. I think. All right, well, let's get to our score predictions. Uh, so Zane can, can hop on out. So uh, Zane, we'll, we'll give the floor to you. Uh, you go first and uh, let us know. What do you think uh, final score of this game is going to be? So despite how what I've been saying and, and what I've been feeling, I feel like there's going to be a lot like, you know, that 2019 Minnesota divisional game that was very yeah, similar. Was that to that game. So it was it was uh, the, the Minnesota Vikings and their offense, Kirk Cousins and Stefan Diggs. He was still there at that time. Adam Thielen and they they had Dalvin Cook and everybody was talking about how Minnesota could come in here and, and disrupt things and upset the 49ers. And the 49ers just absolutely steamrolled them, right? After a little bit of, you know, early jitters and Jimmy threw the early pick and everything, and then they just kind of just leaned on the run and it was fine, right? I think it'll be similar here. You may have some early jitters from Brock because it's in the first game, right, in the playoffs. But I think they'll settle in. They, they It may be close for a little bit, but I think in the second half, hopefully the Niners should be able to pull away. And I think that 
it's not going to be a high-scoring game because I don't think the weather will allow it. Plus, the the way that these teams run the ball, it's going to be a shortened game. And I think that the, the Niners will win, and they will go to the divisional playoffs and host a divisional playoff game next week. And they will win, I'm going to say 27-17, uh, to because NC-17, right? Nice. I like it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in the same boat. Um, like I said, I think they're going to absolutely curb stop the Seahawks like they did the Vikings in, in 2019. Um, you know, I think we'll have a similar game plan in terms of, of being run heavy and I I'll be perfectly honest. I actually expect Brock not to have jitters because that's what he's shown me so far. Mm-hmm. And so I, I don't, I'm not worried about Brock at all. And it it's, it is absolutely insane to me to, to, for me to be able to say that and genuinely believe it, right? Like I'm not just blowing smoke. I genuinely believe that the moment is not going to be too big for him. He's not going to have any jitters. You know, people are talking about, well, Pete Carroll gets to see Brock Purdy. He's the first one to see Brock Purdy for the second time. And in my head, I'm like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Who cares? Who cares? Again, he's not doing anything that the second time you see him, you can be like, oh, we can take this and this away. And then he's got nothing. Cause he's not, he's not showing anything that says that, that, you know, you, you don't have to, it's not like you can take the middle of the field away from him. Cause he'll throw outside the numbers. It's not like you could take away the checkdowns cause he'll go deep, right? Like he is just playing the position at an incredibly high level. And I, I, I expect that to continue. Uh, it, hopefully the rain is, is not a factor. Um, and you know, I, I do think, I don't think they get over 30 uh, just because of how this game's going to go. Again, a lot of running, a lot of, uh, you know, game clock uh, running quickly. So uh, I will say the 49ers win. Same score, Zane, 27. But uh, I don't think the Seahawks, uh, the Seahawks team scored more than 13. So I'm going to say 49ers 27, Seahawks 13. I agree with you, Brian, in the sense that I, I don't think Purdy's going to necessarily be nervous. I, I, I think he's going to rise to the occasion could he make a couple stupid throws maybe but uh, but i think he'll bounce back from it and i think the niners from what they've shown us in the past month and a half or whatever they score points it's you know it's 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 happens now it's what they do <laughs> they've been doing it for six weeks so i think they're going to continue to do it and I, I can see this game i think they're going to hit 30 again i'm going to say nice. 32 i'll say 30 to 17 because seattle gets a late touchdown but i think it's going to be a pretty comfortable win and i think you're going to see the same team i think the niners are really confident right now i think they're really feeling themselves um in a good way i don't think they're i think the raiders game was the scare but I still think they have a lot of confidence and I think they're going to come out. And I'm like, I said, I'm really excited for these playoffs. And I, I think this is going to be a 30 to 17 win. Outstanding. So, all right. Zane, we know you got to get out of here, right, buddy? Yep. This will not be the last show we do this season. Just want to point that out. We That's will right. be doing looking more for, shows. Because looking forward to that intro that you give us in our while next the season's episode. While the season's actually going on, we're not going to stop doing it after the season's over. It means while the season's yeah, yeah, still going. Correct. Yeah. Looking forward. Looking forward. Fully plan on doing that intro, Brian, for the, there you the go. next victory podcast. intro. Yes, I fully plan on doing that next week. All right, going, buddy. Guys. All right, buddy. Later. Yeah.